0: Hi, Michaela. Hi, Steve. Well, today we have quite the batch of AMA Ask Michaela Anything questions that have come in through Instagram. Thank you to everyone who sent them in by Instagram, or indeed some came through uh, email to workshops at MichaelaBohm.com. So thank you to those people too. And please keep sending them in. So we're going to see how many we get through. We might do one. We might do six. We'll see. The first one is as follows. What can I do when I love my long-term partner, but I feel like he's holding me back from my growth expansion and to become the person I want to become?
1: Oh, well, that's an interesting question. And of course, we don't know any details. So I'm going to talk like about the wider consideration around that. So in any good long-term relationship, and this questioner is asking about long-term relationship, uh, there will be moments where the growth isn't lining up where one person is starting to develop in some way and the other person not yet or not. And that's actually completely normal. And to shortcut that process would be a bit of a problem because in a relationship, there will be those moments where somebody starts developing into something and somebody doesn't want to develop in that domain or hasn't caught up yet. And then it shifts again. And of course, how both people see this um, also is completely different. Sometimes one person will think that they're really growing and developing and becoming the person they want to be. And the other person is going, well, actually, you're becoming a lot more tight or angry or uh, set in your ways because, and this is, I think, the important piece to say here, um, when we talk about growth and personal development, we are very often talking about Uh, fads or you know great excitements where somebody takes a course or somebody reads a book or somebody um, goes to a boot camp or a mastermind or you know something like that and now they've seen the light and that's of course mostly marketing and not so much integration yet and so as that happens there's very often the feeling that the other partner isn't on board and of course a lot of these self-development courses also somewhat require that you enroll your entire um circle of friendship and family into the personal growth which of course sells more seats and also um says that you then have a common language and you're growing together but you know, the important thing to remember, of course, is that if it really is growth and it is continuing, then it gets integrated into something that both people can work with. If it's a fad and this feeling then I now I've done these these workshops, I've seen the light, I am better off for it now, my partner is stuck, uh, not X enough Um, is you know that's that's a real issue and it's a real issue because it's somehow assumed that only one person can change or it's somehow assumed that what the person is changing into is actually good and that's still to be seen um, as the integration happens and as the establishing of new habits and patterns and things like that happen and so if it is real growth it gets integrated and it also gets integrated in a good relationship if it is real growth and it can't be integrated then uh, with both partners well then that's a bigger issue and then of course maybe the questioner is at that point you've exhausted the avenues of trying to align and then that's a whole different conversation then that's a conversation of do we want to work on aligning ourselves or not? Um, but I would very much caution to anyone who goes, well, my partner's holding me back um, to really examine where that belief comes from, because how is your partner holding you back? I mean, unless he's physically or she's physically restraining you in the house and forcing you to be the old person, um, holding you back isn't necessarily what's happening. Your partner might not know how to deal with those new parts of you yet or uh, might feel that they're disturbing the status quo of the relationship, but that's not the same as actively working against somebody's growth. And now if somebody's actively working against somebody's sustainable growth, that is an issue and that is to be flagged and that's to be looked at. But if it's just this vague feeling that they're not wanting to go to the workshop somebody wants to go to or learn this new thing somebody wants to do, um, I would say, um, you know, hold your horses here for a moment. I also want to say that very often um, one of the things that makes a let's say erotic the erotic aspect of a relationship exciting is when two people are not the same when two people actually have different interests and different patterns of growth and development and while that sometimes for the relationship is a bit more rocky it's erotically a lot more interesting over time so there's a lot in there that could be um, talked about with the partner, of course, for the questioner. But I think the important thing is to examine if that growth mindset or that having to change mindset is a bit supported by a certain kind of a hype, marketing or otherwise, um, that makes um, you know this kind of feeling of wanting to break out or get away or change your life. You can, and that's always an option, but I think it's best to first consider that in any relationship, there's different growth patterns. In any relationship, there will also be things where you don't see eye to eye and that's okay. And in any relationship, one person suddenly feels the other person isn't um, coming along on occasion in different ways. And that can be worked with creatively and that can also be part of a bigger development where it's not just me, 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 me. I need to develop, 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 grow, grow, grow. Uh, you know, I'll need a new partner every time I become a new person. That's not necessarily the answer there. And at the same time, sometimes relationships have taken their course. And then you'll know that by examining it very closely. Right? People can have their own sovereignty and choice about. rate of their change and what they want to change into and when and that's uh, that i think is an important aspect of long-term relationship is that you grant your partner your own wisdom and uh, any change and this brings us back to what we talked about the last time right any change that's required should be required out of the joint um, adventure and the being on the same page and not on uh, the premise that everything before this was wrong or, it, you know, this, the partner is wrong, that's that never, you know, that never bodes well for the relationship. Um, and then but the last thing I wanted to say about that in the in the context of sometimes it is time when I worked in the rehab. Uh, we saw that a lot, right, where people actually, even though they sent their loved ones to rehab because it was unmanageable when they actually did get sober. And then they were different. They wanted different things, and they behaved differently. Very often, the partners were quite upset about that because it it really changed, you know, the status quo of what what had, in a dysfunctional way, worked. Meaning, you know, the partner was much easier to handle when they were high, sleeping in a corner, than when they were awake and alert and actually participating. So there is that. There is a real active trying to drag somebody back and be into, um, you know, let's say negative behavior that served something else in the relationship. But that's um, not as common as the other thing, which is, you know, big growth spurts supported by lots of marketing and dogma that, that actually just need to be settled. The thing to say to the questioner as we end uh, this question is that, of course, if there is If there is something that really feels like it's not aligned, the best thing to do is always find somebody um, qualified who can navigate that with a couple. If there's these kind of uh, gnawing questions that uh, go beyond wondering, it it definitely for everybody's sake in a long-term relationship should be brought to the table and should be discussed in the framework of, um, do we need to realign? Uh, Or, what is actually happening?
0: Very interesting indeed. Thank you. Okay, here's another AMA Ask Michaela Anything question. What happens in your body when you suppress the excitement and longing for different romantic experiences outside of your long term relationship? It's
1: an interesting question. Well, I can ask this short or long, I can answer this short or long. The short version is what happens in your body when you suppress the urge for something to eat that, you know, you shouldn't be eating. Yeah. And um, you know, that's, that's always the question. I mean, any situation we have going on in, in our life has things where we are not going for things we're yearning for or desiring. And um, many of those things are, are simply choices we are making um, where we pick one thing over another, right? So to stick with the, to, with something simple, food, right? Um, the foods that you see walking by, you know, the waiter walks by that looks incredible um, and you really want and have a strong yearning for chocolate cake or whatever, right? Might not be the thing to do for the bigger picture. And so... Um uh, sometimes it's worth going, oh yeah, let's just have the chocolate and then dealing with the um, you know, repercussions of that later or the alcohol or whatever it is. Uh, sometimes it's not, and it depends on what's your biggest value. Is your biggest value having a great time and being really um spontaneous and doing whatever you want and be free in the moment? Or is your greatest value building? Um, a healthy body or a healthy relationship over a long period of time. So when somebody says, what's happening in your body? Well, I think that happens all the time where we have to make choices and how we relate to those choices um, influences how we feel in our body or what happens in our body. Um, Our bodies are essentially built to constantly make decisions make decisions, because we have to make decisions. Uh, We always have to narrow down things so that they're actionable. And that's also true in relationship. There is always the excitement of uh, some flirting or um, sexual fling or, you know, a different kind of flavor of enjoyment um, that's consumed or not consumed. And there's certainly always a yearning for more and deeper and uh, or multitudes. Right? So some people really want always to go deeper, and they want deeper experiences. And some people want just many more experience or of a different kind or different flavor. And that can be played within a relationship that's monogamous in a certain kind of a way, but it takes skill. But Of course, it's way easier to play with it when other people and other experiences are involved. And so the question here is always, um, do you want to do that in the long run? And from what the questioner is saying, probably not, but they're feeling that yearning and that desire and that itch to have something else. And then how do you deal with that? And of course, once you start having suffering around that, meaning it's a problem, you're not getting what you want, you need more, and that that knowing then actually does something in the body that's negative because it creates a feeling of lack. While if you can incorporate it into a bigger picture, uh, then it can actually uh, create a feeling of empowerment and um, kind of a desire and a passion to engage in other aspects creatively so it could go either way depending on the attitude
0: yes it strikes me that the type of excitement and longing also has an influence here is it the kind of excitement or longing one might experience quite superficially say running into someone at work or locking eyes with someone across a cafe or something like that. You pass someone on the street, you find them attractive. That's quite, that's one end of the spectrum to all the way to the other end of the spectrum, which is your real longing. You know, there's, if you want, um, it's not simply ideation, but also maybe planning to act, maybe it's, it's, uh, reciprocal. Maybe there is a little something developing on the side with somebody in a certain context, one finds oneself seeking, seeking for it. And what's behind that seeking? incidental encounter or a dissatisfaction with the relationship or something in oneself from perhaps previous relationships traumas or who knows what unfulfilled ambition or whatever so where does that longing come from what type of longing is it for how deep does it go and what are its what are its causes these seem to be quite relevant factors here. What would you say to that if you agree? If you don't, then please disagree. But if you do agree with roughly what I've said, how would you address that range of longings?
1: Yeah, I think that's the deeper question, right? Because the question was phrased as in what happens in the body. And of course, what happens in the body is one set of, let's say, um, nervous system and 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 also health issues right where where we can look at can it be can it be empowered that longing or can it or is it detrimental but when we look a little bit deeper into the emotions which is what you just did then there is of course the question of um what do you do with parts of you that are maybe not expressed so fully in that relationship right what are, what do you do with the parts of you that are yearning for some wildness or freshness, or or like you said, there is something developing with someone. And that, of course, uh, completely depends on what kind of relationship you have, right? Some people have opened their relationships, or they are open to discussing these things. And for some people, that's a total deal breaker. And um, then that brings us back to the earlier question, right? What if That changes. What if one partner really wants that exploration, the other partner absolutely doesn't? That's a real issue. But before it gets acted upon, ideally, right, often when we get into these situations where there is an actual person involved and it's not just an idea. Right? It's easier to examine when it's an idea. You see something, or you feel something, or you hear other people do things, and you really want that too. Or you, you've, you know, you've never had that kind of fairy tale being swept off your feet kind of a thing, and you really want that. You know, that kind of stuff. It's easier to examine what's behind it. You know, is it, um, is it some kind of archetypal yearning? Is it a very specific thing that comes from? Um, either a disposition or an experience of the past or is it concrete and if it's concrete it gets way 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 harder because of course the moment there's another person involved and that person um enters the scene and then that cocktail of you know um Newness and the hormones and and the romantic ideas and the excitement and the play or the the turn on or you know whatever happens it gets very very hard to resist and it also gets very hard to um, determine what's what is it a change that's needed is it a fulfillment of a deep yearning is it You know the the need for snacks um, outside the main meal, which you know a lot of people feel on occasion that they would like to have um, additional snacks. You know, in in addition to their main relationship, those are really important distinctions to make. And does it mean the relationship is bad, or does it just mean the person um, wants an addition or a distraction? or a fulfillment of something that's never been fulfilled. So there are quite um, distinct lines of inquiry that can be done around that.
0: There can be competing impulses also. The desire for newness, the longing for fresh, different sort of romantic encounters, is something one can fantasize about or indulge in from the context of a relationship. But would you choose it, the newness, if it was at the cost of your relationship? And I think, uh, well, some people take that gamble, and some people prefer it. Many people, I think, regret it. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube (laughs) when it's been acted on. So I wonder, it's almost as if there can sometimes be competing impulses there. Do you have any thoughts about how to reconcile that Uh, a desire, a craving, if you like, for some something different that's in opposition to perhaps what one w- would like in one's more sober moments, the relationship that one's in. Is there a way of integrating those two impulses? Is it just a wrestling match between one's inner good and bad demons? Or how do, How to navigate that sort of thing?
1: So, yeah, recently I've been working a lot more with this with people and also heard this from some friends where... Because there is so much more openness about different relationship models and different ways of exploration, these things are discussed a bit more openly than, let's like, say, in the 90s where you had like the fatal attraction scenario, right, which which was essentially a kind of moralistic way of saying, do this, get get caught, ruin your life, right? And that is one option, right? One option is it goes totally wrong and it ruins the relationship, maybe not the life every time unless you're prone to choosing you know totally disordered people but uh, but there is um you know a kind of a, a feeling of y- you could do things and it could work out because there's also a bit of you know like there's books around how to do this and and there's an assumption that you can work it out and of course that has been done and some people do it successfully but also, I think um, there's another way of going at it. And the way of going at that is to look at what's what's it really about? Because very often when I've seen it recently, the people in question who are yearning for the newness, and sometimes it's both people, want something else or something different, I right? have gotten into ruts or ways of being that don't line up with how they used to be with each other or that don't line up with those yearnings and so i think the first the first thing to always look at is have we gotten complacent are we now the people sitting on the sofa in the sweatpants eating out of the same bowl of popcorn um you know uh having a nice life but have have become complacent are we the kind of people who are laying next to each other in bed, scrolling on their individual Instagram feeds? Are we the kind of people who no longer have anything to talk about because we're constantly, um, you know, talking about inane daily stuff and and we're no longer bringing anything new to the relationship? That's the first line of inquiry. Right? And then from there, if any of those questions um, elicit a yes, or, you know, any similar questions. Um, have you stopped, you know, kind of making a, an effort in connecting with uh, your partner in an erotic way that's different or exciting? Um, are you even making an effort, right? And are you making an effort in creating new situations and not just, you know, a vacation, but in a, on a daily basis? That is the first line of inquiry, and then that's the first line of defense. And what I mean with defense is against that feeling of not getting enough or not having enough. And there's a lot, and a lot of people have really not explored within their own relationship what's possible relationally, sexually, from a a viewpoint of renewed intimacy vulnerability accept accessibility adventure Yeah, you know, there's a lot there that people could do not from a place of there's something horribly wrong but there are different layers of um, exploration that we haven't done and then from there when that's settled and when um, that's been explored if that yearning is still there then you look at do you bring something else in? Or can you use that yearning as a creative force towards creating something? Because a lot of that yearning is essentially un, um, uh, not, well, I don't know what the word would be, energy that's not spent on creation, but right? whatever creation means for that person. For some people, that means actual art. For some people, that means business. For some people, that means their life, their body. Um, you know, uh, new learning, things like that. But a lot of that unspent energy looks like it should be used up by some romantic fire or some polarity between two things or, you know, and that's not necessarily the best use of that energy because it's a, you know, it's a flame, it burns, it goes out versus, you can cultivate that energy into something that's way longer lasting and way more uh, a driving force in, in something new.
0: I think it can also be worth interrogating what it is that, that longing means or what it, what one associates with it. For example, sometimes one might long for some, in this case of the questioner, new romantic experience of some type is it that that you want or would that give you something in your mind would that mean something to you which is what you really want underneath so for example you might be in the habit of or might associate that kind of fresh new romantic attention with being loved or being desired and maybe that's really what you want to feel you might associate that kind of thing with a certain sort of feeling of potency or freedom and that's really what that's sort of more a, a more base nutrient is what you're craving is another way you might scratch that itch. What do you think about that idea?
1: Yeah, I think that's a valid inquiry, right? And that I I know for myself, right? I think this is one of the things that we all fall prey to on occasion, right? You see something, and it elicits a feeling in your body, and you want that feeling, and you somehow start connecting that feeling with the thing you saw, right? And very often we see these things in, you know, TV shows, movies, you know, other other ways where we get exposed to that feeling. And then you want to recreate the feeling by recreating the situation, which might not actually be what that feeling is about, like you said, because very often it's way deeper than that. And so I think that is a good way of looking at it. Is what 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 is the, what is the experience supposed to do for you? Uh, and that brings us back to the body, right? So to to come full circle with the question of the questioner, what you then feel in your body um, is, you know, the yearning for for the thing that's underneath, and that might not be what you think it is. It might not be that fling. It might be the feeling of being really uh, seen as a certain kind of a human or regarded or cherished or loved or desired or um, validated. I mean, we all need some validation. Some of it is a bit uh, on the end of, you know, uh, unhealthy, but a lot of it is healthy to want to be seen and known and appreciated for who we are and new people And new situations tend to offer that. I mean, we all know that great feeling when somebody thinks you're really cool and really exciting and they have all these cool questions that, you know, uh, you haven't really thought about in a while. It's a really heady, amazing, exciting thing. But what it really boils down to, aside from, you know, the sexual thrill is that being seen and known and appreciated and acknowledged for who you are. And of course, in the short term, that's easier to get than in the long term when you wake up with somebody day in, day out, and they see you for other parts too. But the question of course is, can you be those other parts more visibly? That's, That's always the first line of inquiry. If you're not being seen or known for those things, you want to be seen or known, you can also ask yourself, are you actually displaying those things in your current relationship? or has it been taken over by other things? Very
0: interesting today, Michaela. Thank you
1: very much. Thank you, Steve.